Monday Night Football fans, welcome back for another week of AfterBuzz TV's Monday Night Football Recap. Tonight, we're breaking down Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. Hello, welcome to the AfterBuzz Studios, and welcome to another week of Monday Night Football. Josh is not here, but Jill is. I'm here, so me and Michael holding it down yep. for you Monday Night Football fans. Holding it down better than Brock Osweiler. We'll right. get to that. <laughs> My name is Michael Rippey, and you can catch me on social media at Mike Rips, and I'm always joined weekly by Jill Monroe. And you can follow me on social media at Stiletto Jill. And, of course, if you're not following at AfterBuzz TV, what are you doing? Follow us all. Join in. That's right. That's right. So, Another barn burner. In the NFL. <laughs> it's the Denver Broncos tonight and the Houston Texans. Brock Osweil is returned to Denver. Not so great. Yeah, after um, who was it that said that they were going to kill him? They have a little bitterness in their heart the that Broncos Brock moved on. defense. Yeah, Keep Talib was talking before the yeah. game. And the I think Broncos, Brandon Marshall, too, right? I believe so. And so the game is about to wrap up with Denver 27, Houston 9. Uh, let's break it down. Um, Brock Osweiler and that seventy-two million. How did you feel? Bust. I believe he earned eighteen million tonight. While um, oh gosh, I just blanked well, on the text. Not tonight, but well, for, the season, tonight, yeah, for the but season. And Trevor uh, Simeon, the Trevor Simeon, two hundred fifteen thousand dollars. You yeah. talk about bargain. And and Trevor Simeon clearly has outplayed Brock Osweiler the whole season, but no more than uh, tonight as a great example. Trevor Simeon, fourteen for twenty-five, one touchdown, no interceptions, didn't take a sack. On the flip side, Brock Osweiler, 129 yards, uh, took a sack, had a really embarrassing fumble where he went to throw the ball and just fumbled it. Now, was that a fumble or, you know, I kind of question the officiating on that. It is under the new rules. It was close. Ah, Could have been overturned. But anyways, nonetheless, pretty embarrassing play. Couldn't get anything going. He's woefully inaccurate and uh, just doesn't come up big in the primetime games. Texans, this is your future. With J.J. Watt out and Brock performing like this. Doesn't look good. Because not only is Brock looking poor, but Brock Osweiler struggling leads to not only the diminished value of their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and then tonight, Lamar Miller, who is their big acquisition at running back from Miami, was hurt, and he was in and out. And so Lamar Miller finishes 11 carries, 61 yards, and then there was Alfred Blue, had to take on a bigger role, had 11 carries, 63 yards, but a fumble that was crucial in the game Pretty tonight. Pretty timely, yeah. And um, Texans also lost their right tackle, Derek Newton. He tore both his patella tendons in his knees. Can you imagine? Both. I, I can't imagine one. Um, so, <laughs> But this continues a theme that I've been really harping on this season between Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, even Sunday Night Football, which we saw last night. We'll get to some of the games this week. Yeah. Tonight's game was pretty bad. Yes, it was. Not exciting. The the gameplay wasn't that wasn't there, and we're seeing that more and more frequently with uh, the primetime games. It's not. I don't know if it's just the scheduling or just uh, the, the different matchups, but it's, bad luck in the season. I don't know, but it's they haven't been the highlight, the marquee matchup, and with being able to see highlights everywhere of plays, superstar clips. Um, you kind of understand why the NFL's ratings are dropping. They are, exactly. Their ratings have been dropping nearly 10% from past seasons. And it, I think that there has to be something to say about the, the games just not being exciting. 
I think it's watered down too much. It's it's overkill. Before, you know, you had one game on Monday night. Sundays, maybe. I think the Thursday night games are excessive. I understand they want to take advantage of that revenue, but I think that it starts way too early in the season if they want to do it. And I think the quality of play suffers from that lack of, you know, lack of a stretch from Sunday to Thursday. I don't think that football is a sport that you can turn around that quickly. No question. And we've had, we had Sean Merriman in here, and he told us that those Thursday night games are difficult Brutal. on the body, especially for the older players. Yeah. And so, you know, you heard that firsthand from an NFL player. It's got to be true. Now, let's move along and look to week seven, because unless you have something to add on this game where Denver wins 27-9, pretty unexciting, pretty poor performance from Brock, but I'd rather get into some of the week's games. Yeah, let's go. All right, so let's go to the start, and we'll start on Sunday morning. There was another game in London that featured not only your team, Josh's team, the Giants. What'd you think? Um, You know, I do not understand Jeff Fisher. We've talked about this frequently. We have talked about the subpar performance of the Rams QB. How bad is golf? that he still can't get off the bench, that Jeff Fisher is saying in postgame, well, yeah, there's some changes that we have to make, but a change at quarterback, I don't think that one's coming. What is the problem? Well, the problem really? is, 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 A, Jeff Fisher's a bad coach. B, he's <laughs> stubborn. And C, I like how he said he would change the receivers be- before the quarterback. Nonetheless, the Rams went to London, played the Giants, and lost 17-10, and the highlights were not good if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan. Jeff Fisher did come out today and say that Jared Goff will get more repetitions with the first team in practice over the next two weeks. But, I mean, seriously, the first overall pick can't get on the field? At all. And Case Keenum looked terrible. Let's move on back to the States. We had the Saints and the Chiefs, where the Chiefs won 27-21. Any thoughts, Joe? Yeah, none. None. Keep it moving. I mean, that's what you expect at this point. The Saints are just... Saints are struggling, two and four. Underperforming. Not that you expected too much of them, but they're not even really competitive in games, so it's kind of depressing to watch. And the Chiefs, a team on the rise, one to watch. They're getting hot. The Vikings, first loss of the season to the Eagles. 21-10, Philadelphia beats Minnesota and Sam Bradford. So are the Eagles for real? How do you feel? Sam Bradford had nothing for his partially... I mean, his exit from Philadelphia wasn't exactly the most graceful. He had to have a little bit of pride, and it didn't really show itself um, in the game Sunday. Are we still feeling Wentz? Are we still feeling like he's the prodigal one? Carson Wentz. I mean, he's got the he's got the Eagles competitive. They're right in it, in the thick of it. That's a, a pretty solid division, the NFC East. And so I think the Eagles are going to be contenders all season. Minnesota uh, is going to be in trouble if they can't protect Sam Bradford. And uh, so, do you think Minnesota's fool's gold that we've been no, fooled? No, no. I think okay. I think I don't think anyone really has believed too much in Sam Bradford. You believe in the Minnesota defense? Look, they that's one loss. They're still one of the top teams in the NFC. I think. I think more importantly, they want to try to make sure that Sam Bradford doesn't get injured, which is the thing you really worry about. Especially with Bradford, his injury history Exactly. (laughs) And then let's go to the AFC. We had Indianapolis 34, Tennessee 26. Indianapolis back in the the thick of things in the uh, AFC South where uh, Houston just lost and now is 4-3. and Anyone is really still alive in that division. It's interesting because Indianapolis has been all up and down all season, sort of as they go. I, it's wide open. 
it's wide open. I don't really um, watch them closely because I still carry a little bit of bitterness. Not that they were ever my team, but I just thought the whole departure of Peyton Manning, even though it was time to look towards the future, could have been handled a little better. So um, I think that they're a little deserving of their little tiny bit of misfortune. (laughs) But I still don't feel like this season is it for them. They have too many holes um, in their offense, things that they need to clean up. So um, look to the future for them, perhaps. <laughs> I agree. I actually have been pumping up the Tennessee Titans, so they did lose here, but I still think Tennessee is going to end up winning that division at like 8-8, eight and eight, but we'll have to watch that. Everyone's still definitely alive. Uh, let's go to Miami. My Miami Dolphins, 28-25 victors over Buffalo, two wins in a row. Jay Ajayi, a second performance in a row, over 200 yards, put himself in uh, high society where he set, uh, I think there's only three running backs in the past that had run for 200 yards in consecutive uh, weeks. OJ We've Simpson. been seeing some really great performances from running backs these past couple of weeks, and obviously with Ezekiel Elliott climbing the charts. Do you think the running back position is making a comeback? I don't think it's making a comeback. I think that we're seeing a couple running backs making a name for themselves. Ezekiel Elliott being one for Dallas, and now I think J.J. having to be taken seriously for Miami. We'll have more news on Miami later. Let's move on to Detroit and Washington, where Detroit 2017 victors over the Washington Redskins. Any thoughts? Um, I thought that was a quality win, especially as the Redskins have been sur- surging as of late, you know. Um, Both teams are four and three, both in the in the playoff hunt in the National Football Conference. Detroit has sort of turned it on as of late. Um, I have to see more from them. I mean, neither team I'm really high on. I think that they're kind of getting the luck of the draw as scheduling as well as, you know, their division. So, you know. In the Battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals 31, the Cleveland Browns 17, the Cleveland Browns 0-7 potentially, 0-16. Jill, tell me, and let us know if you guys are watching or when you watch in the comments section, will the Cleveland Browns win a game this season or will they go 0-16? I wish I had their schedule here because that is a great question. I think they'll win one. I think they'll win one. Um... Maybe they'll catch a team on the way down, you know, into the season hangover. A little bit of pride maybe kicks in. But they've had no direction. They really don't know what they're doing with the quarterback position. Obviously, losing Josh Brown was a big blow for them. So I Josh think Gordon? That, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Um, no, why Josh Brown's floating around. Um, Josh Gordon okay. was a big blow for them. Um, so I think that they are in a rebuilding phase earlier than they expected to be. And really... There's nothing that they can do this season. It's sort of a wash. They have to look to their future and plan out the direction that they're going to go because they have a, a big overhaul now listen, all across their old line. That, uh, Cleveland has been in that situation for a while. Cleveland is hot in other sports, but not in football. Now, you think that they are going to get a win, so let's break it down uh, right now and look at their schedule because as I look at the Cleveland Browns' schedule, I'm not seeing that many W's, if any W's, for them this season. I think it'll be at the towards the end of the season, maybe a late December when something I well, think they'll catch a team on the way down. Let me tell you their schedule okay. moving forward. They're 0 and 7 and their next game will be October 30th against the Jets. Possibly That's maybe, a possible one. Maybe the best chance to get a win because after that they're going to play the Cowboys. Ooh. I think that's a loss for sure. They're going to play at Baltimore. Maybe. I don't like their chances there. The Ravens have been sort of funky this season, yeah, so the, that's another one that's possible. They the could catch some Ravens, slipping. possibly. Yeah. The Steelers, I don't think they can mm-hmm. win that. They're going to play the Giants. I don't think they can win that. They're going to play the Bengals again at Buffalo, the Chargers, and at the Steelers. 
Slim pickings. Um, yeah, so I think if any two, it'll be the Jets and um, the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. We're going to have to watch the, that. All right, yeah. so week eight and week 10, the best chances for Cleveland to get a win in the football field. Otherwise, this year. when's the last time a team has gone 0 16? Detroit. Detroit. What was that, a couple of seasons back? Yeah, I think about five years ago. Yeah. Detroit that's was embarrassing. 16. You know, Miami went 1 15 one year. How did you, that make you feel? Great, because I don't want to win zero, but I, winning one is perfect. So that you can get better draft positioning? Well, you know, you win one, at least you're not 0-16. A little bit of pride. But yeah, you don't want to go 0-16. That's, one. That's infamy right there. All right, enough about the Browns. Let's move along to the rest of the games this weekend, where we saw Oakland 33-16 over the Jaguars. Oakland, a team that I have said in past weeks, going to win the AFC West in the in the lead, 5-2 and two in that division. Quietly doing their thing, you know. On the um, road, too. I think that um, their um, God, I'm blanking on the quarterback's name. Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been solid for them all season, sort of a rejuvenation project for them. Um, a lot of players, Michael Crabtree, Derek Carr to Michael Crabtree, it's has been working. Right yeah, hot. it's uh, been working out for them. And really, I think um, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper has been nice this season. So, um, you know, just quietly putting it together. I think it's a testament to sort of grinding it out. That's what the team has been doing, trying to pull it together and just grind it out and stick with the philosophy. Oakland looking like a playoff team this season. Moving on to the Jets, where Geno Smith started but didn't finish because Geno Smith tore his ACL. I feel so sorry for Geno Smith. Just injury after freak injury after freak reoccurrence. I mean, to sit there and watch Ryan Fitzpatrick all season long just Bumble it, and for it finally to come down to okay, Gino, here's your shot. Come in, look decent, decent. I mean, you're being nice. I am being nice, but I mean, let's keep hope alive. Think about what he had to go up against. Think about some of the mental mistakes and just the crucial errors that Fitzpatrick made. Did you hear about his comments where he said that he doesn't feel that there should have been a change at all anyway? So, I mean, I get it. You're supposed to, as an athlete, have that sense of bravado and that nobody's better than you. But even he quietly, maybe in the dark of the night, probably has to admit that, um, yeah, he's underperforming. He has underperformed. However, he performed well in... Spot duty because the Jets won 24-16 and Ryan Fitzpatrick will be your starter again next week for the New York Jets. It may be the key to Fitzpatrick is spot duty, like he said. <laughs> Maybe. You know, when he's on the starting block, womp. Atlanta 30, San Diego 33. The Chargers beat the Falcons. The Falcons lost two straight and they're hot early, but coming back to earth. Doesn't that always happen with the Falcons? I feel like every season they are a team that starts off surging, and you're like, whoa, the Falcons are going, I I don't know, they're coming hard and fast this year, and then they cool off quickly and hard. But, um... I don't. I think the Chargers got away with one yesterday. They kind of slipped by. They did, in overtime. 33-30. So... Out to San Francisco, Tampa Bay 34, there's Niners 17, Colin Kaepernick still starting, but not performing... Oh, he's got a nice afro, though. What do you think about his afro? <laughs> Colin's afro is nice. He manages to keep the shape together even when he takes his helmet off. That's do you a think talent. that he has to have like a bigger helmet because his afro? I don't. I think it's he has so that nice. Hair. It is, but I think it just lays back and then it's he so just flushes it. Like, how does it fit in his helmet? Because it's soft. Does anyone it's know? soft. Yeah, it's soft. It compresses and then it springs back you out. Guys it's magical. Are, when you watch this, tell us in the comments. Do you think he has to change the size of his helmet? I it's magical. About that. <laughs> it's, it's, magical. it's really impressive. This he's got one of the great throws of a sports athlete in in decades, especially in 2016 and in I, football. Yeah. I, I can't remember a better afro in football. 
Um, I think Colin isn't connecting with his targets yet. He's, he doesn't look good. Yeah. He's struggling on the field. And I mean, he's made way more noise off the field. So do we think Chip Kelly is going to make it to next season? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's going to be a hot topic for the college game again. Where I he think he's successful. better suited there. I think that it's his coaching is better suited for college. I think he'll have much more success there. I think Absolutely. it works there. And there's and there's a lot of high-profile college jobs that Openings. are going to be opening this, yeah. uh, this season. Uh, All right, let's go to Pittsburgh, where New England 27, the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger 16. It's kind of hard to judge the Steelers without Big Ben, so uh, Patriots are obviously very good. Any other thoughts? Um, I think that the Steelers, it was nice while it lasted, but... um, You think it's over? I don't think it's over, but I don't know how far they can realistically get without their quarterback. I know that their defense is, you know, obviously their strength, and this is a defense league now, but... Um, I think it's going to hurt them as they get further along into the hunt for the playoffs. Well, they, they, they need Big Ben, absolutely. And then Sunday night, where the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona the battle Cardinals... To, who wants to lose worse? Could not figure out who wanted to win and who wanted to lose. They play a 6-6 tie. How often are there ties in the NFL? Once every couple years. I, I, it sucks. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. I don't think that there should be ties in football. And let's focus on this game for a minute because... What a brutal game it was to watch, unless you just love defense. Then in overtime, both teams with short, short field goal opportunities to win, both missed the kickers. Unbelievable. Seattle missed at the end of the game, and their kicker, didn't. he shanked it so hard, it didn't even hit the net. It was so far off, and he was, it was, I think, 28 yards. Once again, kickers are becoming, is it usually midseason when kickers become really crucial to team success rates? Uh, it usually around this time when you start seeing kickers blow or the mental um, aspects of it getting to them. I just thought it was just a sad game to watch for the prime time gem of the NFL on Sunday night. It It wasn't a prime time gem (laughs) if you were watching because it was quite uh, rough to watch. And that's the week, week seven of the NFL season as we wrapped it up tonight on Monday night with... The Denver Broncos defeating the Houston Texans. So let's talk about off-the-field stuff. I know you have some news for us, Rachel. Um, I do. If you guys haven't heard yet, there was a retirement today. Abruptly. Abruptly. Um, You know, but he's had some problems this season. Arian Foster, speaking of Texans legends, has decided to hang up his cleats. He um, announced his retirement through Uninterrupted. That's the platform through Bleacher Report started by LeBron James. Um, And he says that basically his body and his ambition are no longer on on the same page. I really think things started going downhill for Arian when he was rehabbing was it his back and then he got had those indiscretions with the side baby and all of those things happened and the reporter coming to his house and divorce. I, I think that he I never recovered no from that. You don't? A couple That's of- why we need you to give news like regularly. <laughs> I have no idea about this. So a couple of years ago when Arian was still with the Texans and I can't remember what the injury was, if it was his back or his knee. It was serious. It kept him out sure. for the season. He rehabbed in um, LA and while he was here he made a friend um, Ooh, and he stepped outside. Yeah, his marriage and the the two actually met at a club in Houston and he stepped outside of his marriage and the woman became pregnant and she named the baby after the club they met at and it was really ugly you know battled out on social media where there were lots of threats and this reporter went to Aaron's house Arian's house to talk to him 
about the situation and it was like a classic meltdown that you can find on YouTube. But... And this information is definitely from your blog. I know it is, um, It is on JacksonStilettoJill.com and other places. But, um, you know, let's talk about Arian's career really quick. Okay. Um, You know, as far as running backs go, we know 30 is where they top out. Arian's just a little bit past their injuries. But he was a workhorse when he first got into the league. Um, Did he almost... Of course, I didn't bring his yardage with me. For his career? Um, Yeah. That would have been great. Because um, he definitely set the gold standard for a couple of years where um, running backs he's a, were... St- he's a pro bowler four out of eight seasons in his career, and I think he's number five on the list of yards per game. So He ends number five on a list that I think number one is yards average per game, Jim Brown, number two, Barry Sanders, number three, Adrian Peterson, number four, Walter Payton. So elite company, That's, I mean legendary running backs in, in his, those top three. In, when Arian four. Foster was healthy... Which, towards the end of his career, wasn't frequently. But when he was healthy, he was a really good running back. He had some amazing seasons with the Houston Texans, where he was he was right there for either you know one or two best running backs in football. So you know, no rings, but no rings. Is it all about rings? It is, but I think it depends who you are. (laughs) Great career. we, We bid farewell to Arian Foster. Uh, randomly in week seven of the NFL season this year. Any other news? Out of the blue. Um, That's really it. We talked about Geno Smith um, and injuries, so that's it for right now. We're heading into the midway point we are. of next the week NFL is week season. Eight in the NFL season. And next week, we will have on Monday Night Football the, uh, let's see here, week eight, we have Minnesota at Chicago on the Halloween. The Halloween edition. Yeah, that'll definitely be scary. So, Jill, is that going to be a trick or a treat? Definitely a trick. A trick, yeah, not a treat. Definitely. I'm not that's a treat. Mm, if you want a treat, go out and get some candy. Yeah. But then come watch us, because we'll keep you entertained, even if the game doesn't, so. Well, there's we, that. we'll try. <laughs> Do you have a prediction in that game, Jill? Um, Definitely not the Bears. Shouldn't they start the flex thing? I don't know if they can flex Monday night games, but I don't want to see the Bears anymore in primetime games. Yeah, Jay Cutler should return for that game. He should. Um, Yeah, are we excited about that? Are we excited about Cutler coming back? What does that really mean? Right. (laughs) I think Minnesota will get the W next week on Monday night football. I also think that Josh will return. Yes, he will. Anything else you want to tell the people? Um, Let's see if we can get Michael to dress up. What kind of Halloween costume would you like Ooh. to see Michael in? Woo! Well, don't we want to see that? I got a Halloween costume. See? I don't know if we're going to bring it, though. All right, Jill, tell the people where they can find you and all about the blog, where you have all the information, like Arian Foster's baby mama. Drama. Um, you can find me at Stiletto Jill all over social media and JacksonStilettoJill.com for your pop culture and sports gossip. And you do have pop culture and gossip. I always find my information out there. I love it. My name is Michael Rippey. You can catch me on social media. I don't have a blog, but I'll point you towards Jill's. I'm on social media at Mike Rips, M-I-K-E-R-I-P-S. We're back here on Monday. We'll see you then. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.